This morning we find ourselves again in the sixth chapter of Mark. This is where we find the tragic story of John the Baptist's death. Let, let me read the story for you. It's in Mark 6, verses 14 through 29. King Herod heard about this, for Jesus' name had become well known. Some were saying John the Baptist had been raised from the dead, and that is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Others said he is Elijah, and still others claim he is a prophet like one of the prophets of long ago. But when Herod heard this, he said, John, the man I beheaded, has been raised from the dead. For Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested. And he had him bound and put in prison. He did this because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And so Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But she was not able to because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, and yet he liked to listen to him. Finally, the opportune time came. On his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner, and his dinner guest. The king said to the girl, ask me for anything you want and I'll give it to you. And he promised her with an oath, whatever you ask, I'll give you up to half my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered. At once the girl hurried into the king with the request, I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was greatly distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The man went, beheaded John in, in the prison, and brought back his head on, on a platter. He presented it to the girl, and she gave it to her mother. On hearing this, John's disciples came and took his body and laid it in, in a tomb. Let, let's pray. Dear Father, I thank you so very much for your word. And while this is a difficult passage to consider and a terrible story, I, I pray that we will hear the lesson that you want us to hear in it. And so God, help me as I present it, and then help all of us as we receive it today. We pray all this in the powerful name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. As we've been traveling through the book of Mark, we've been traveling along with Jesus and his disciples. But today's scripture takes us in a whole different direction. Remember last week, Jesus' disciples were on their first mission trip. And then all of a sudden, here the scene changes. And Mark tells us about King Herod's dilemma of trying to decide what he believes about Jesus. Now, this is not the same King Herod who tried to kill the baby Jesus at Bethlehem. That was King Herod the Great. This is one of his sons, Herod Antipas, who was ruling over Galilee. 
And again, he is trying to decide what he believes about Jesus. Notice there are three options, Mark 6, 14 through 15. King Herod heard about this, for Jesus' name had become well known. Some were saying John the Baptist had been raised from the dead, and that is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Others said he is Elijah, and still others claimed he is a prophet like one of the prophets of long ago. Herod had heard the great things that Jesus was doing. He heard about the great crowds that were following him. Some were saying that Jesus, because of his miraculous powers, was John the Baptist, risen from the dead. Some said he was the promised Elijah. And still others said he was a teaching prophet like those in the Old Testament. King Herod chose the first option. Mark 6, 16, but when Herod heard this, he said, John, the man I beheaded, has been raised from the dead. He is convinced that John has now come back to life in Jesus, probably out of some sense of fear and guilt because he had beheaded John some time earlier. Of course, none of these options were really true uh, about Jesus. I mean, Jesus wasn't Elijah. He wasn't just a teaching prophet, and he certainly wasn't John the Baptist raised from the dead. He was more than that. As I thought about these options, I thought about the things that people believe about Jesus today. According to a recent survey, most people in America today believe that Jesus was a real person, but a few people do not believing him to be some sort of fiction or mystical character. Some believe that Jesus was the Son of God, and some do not. Believing him to be only a great man or a great teacher. Some believe that Jesus never sinned, but many, again, do not. Believing him to be an imperfect human being like everyone else. Some believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven, but again, many do not. Some believing that there are many different ways to heaven and others believing that there's no heaven at all. The truth is, Jesus was all of that. People, he was a real person. He was and is the Son of God. He never sinned during his life here on earth and he is the only way to heaven. But not everyone believes all of that. As a matter of fact, very few people in the United States, percentage-wise, believe all of that. I mean, let's just face it. There was a lot of confusion back in the first century about the person of Jesus. And there was a lot of confusion in the 21st century about the person of Jesus. That's the reason Jesus needs you and me to be a faithful witness for him. Just like he needed his disciples to be faithful witnesses for him. Just like he needed John the Baptist to be a faithful witness for him. And that's exactly what John was, a faithful witness for God who faithfully shared God's truths with others. And that's what Jesus wants us to be as his disciples, faithful witnesses for him who faithfully share God's truths with others. 
I believe that there are two lessons that we can learn from John the Baptist about being a faithful witness for Jesus. The, the first lesson is our mission is to share God's truths about Jesus and about forgiveness. I mean, that was John's life mission to share God's truths about Jesus and about forgiveness. Remember, we were introduced to John the Baptist back in the very beginning of our study in Mark. If you look back in Mark 1, verses 2 and 3, it says this. It is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. The prophet Isaiah was talking about John the Baptist and his ministry. He was God's voice in the desert, preparing people for the coming of the promised Messiah, preparing the way for Jesus. And John preached a message of forgiveness. Mark 1, verses 4 and 5, just the next two verses. And so John came baptizing in the desert region and preaching a, a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John the Baptist called people to repentance. He told them to turn from their sins and be baptized that they might be forgiven. I can just imagine the scene along the Jordan River as many people came, confessing their sins and being baptized by John. He, he was sharing with them God's truths about Jesus and forgiveness. We see it also in today's scripture, Mark 6, verses 17 through 20. For Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, and he had him bound and put in prison. He did this because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married. For John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And so Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But she was not able to because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, and yet he liked to listen to him. John had imprisoned, John was imprisoned by King Herod because he preached a message of repentance. And in one of those messages, he confronted Herod and his wife Herodias about their sin. Herod had divorced his first wife and had married his brother Philip's wife Herodias, both of which violated Old Testament law. John simply stood for the truths of God's word. And as a result, Herodias was out to kill him. But surprisingly, Herod respected John and wanted to protect him because he knew that he was a good and holy man. And John just kept sharing God's truths with King Herod whenever he got the opportunity, even from prison. That, again, was his life mission, to share God's truths about Jesus and forgiveness 
And that was the very mission that Jesus had sent his disciples on to share God's truths about Jesus and forgiveness. Look back at Mark 6, verse number 12. It says, they went out and they preached that people should repent. The disciples were preaching the same message that John the Baptist had been preaching. That people needed to repent. That people needed to turn from their sins and to turn their lives towards Jesus. For there was no other way, no other way to find forgiveness. And that is just as true today as it was back then. There is no other way to find forgiveness except for people to turn from their sins and to turn towards Jesus. Now people, this needs to be our life mission. To share God's truths about Jesus and about his forgiveness. I want you to hear something that Jesus says later to his disciples in Mark 16 verses 15 and 16. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. We as Jesus' disciples today need to be sharing the good news about Jesus. The good news about the forgiveness that we receive by putting our faith in him. The good news about the salvation that we receive by believing in Jesus and being baptized in his name. Remember, Jesus himself said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Apostle Paul wrote, salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name given under heaven to mankind by which we must be saved. Only Jesus saves. That's why we need to share God's truths about Jesus. And that's why we need to share his truths about the forgiveness that we can find through him. Christ has no hands but our hands to do his work today. He has no feet but our feet to lead men in his way. He has no tongue but our tongue to tell men how he died. He has no help but our help to bring them to his side. We are the only Bible the careless world will read. We are the sinner's gospel. We are the scoffer's creed. We are the Lord's last message given in deed and word. What if the line is crooked? What if the type is blurred? What if our hands are busy with other work than his? What if our feet are walking where sin's allurement is? What if our tongues are speaking of things his lips would spurn? How can we hope to help him in less from him we learn? And people, we need to learn this first lesson from John the Baptist. A lesson about being a faithful witness for Jesus. Our mission, our mission is to share God's truths about Jesus and about forgiveness. The second lesson takes us one step further. Our mission is to share God's truths regardless of the outcome. 
John the Baptist shared God's truths about Jesus and his forgiveness, regardless of the outcome. See, because he was sharing God's truths, he ended up being arrested and thrown in prison, though in fact he had done nothing wrong. I'm sure from the first day that John was in prison, he was praying that he could soon be released and return to his ministry along the Jordan River. I'm also sure that those who followed John joined him in praying that same prayer. But John is not set free. And one week becomes one month, and one month becomes one year. There are no more crowds coming to hear John preach, and no more people coming to him for baptism. There was just these cold, damp walls of his prison cell, and the occasional friend who stopped by, and the occasional teaching session with Herod. That was all. That was until the day when Herod's executioner came to his cell, took him out, and killed him. Herodias' daughter had danced at Herod's birthday party. The king and his guests so enjoyed the dancing that the king promised to give her whatever she wanted. She goes to her mother, and Herodias has her ask for the head of John the Baptist. And so John, faithful John, is killed. I want you to hear one verse from that part of the story, only one. Mark 6, verse 26, the king was greatly distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guest, he did not want to refuse her. King Herod was deeply distressed, as scripture says, when Herodias' daughter asked for the head of John the Baptist. The Greek word used here, greatly distressed, is only used one other time in the book of Mark. It is used to describe Jesus' agony in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before his crucifixion. And so the king, King Herod, is deeply troubled at the thought of having John the Baptist killed. He knew it was wrong. He knew that John did not deserve to die, but he could not go back on his promise. Can I tell you something? When I read this story, I too am deeply troubled. I mean, it doesn't seem right that John, who had faithfully served God and faithfully shared his truth, died in such a terrible way. Why couldn't God have freed him from prison like he did later with Peter? And with Paul and Silas. Or better yet, why couldn't God have taken him up to heaven in chariot like he did with the prophet Elijah? We don't know the answer to such questions. We don't know why God chooses, chooses to work in one way with one person and chooses to work in another way with another. We, we simply have to leave those choices to God. See, our, our mission, our responsibility as disciples of Jesus is to faithfully share God's truth regardless of the outcome that he chooses. A couple of weeks ago, Gary Milton preached when I was on vacation, and his message was from the faith chapter, Hebrews 11, which lists some of the great people of faith, people like Noah and Abraham, Joseph and Moses. Let me read for you the closing verses of that chapter 
that tell of many who suffered because of their faith. Hebrews eleven twenty five through 40, others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, while still others were chained and put in jail. They were stoned, they were sawed in two, they were put to death by the sword. They, they, were, they, they went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, and yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us, said only together with us would they be made perfect. See, God had something better planned for these faithful martyrs. He had something better planned for the faithful John the Baptist. He had something better planned for Jesus' faithful disciples who all suffered and died for sharing God's truth. They had a mission. That mission of sharing God's truth, and they were faithful to that mission regardless of the outcome. I believe that's the very lesson that Mark wanted to communicate to his readers when he included the story of John's beheading right in the middle of the disciples' mission trip. We need to remember that in the first century, the Christians to whom Mark was writing were, were, were being persecuted for their faith in Jesus, persecuted for sharing God's truths. And he wanted these Christians to know that living for Jesus and sharing his message may result in their persecution, imprisonment, and even death. They could end up exactly as John the Baptist ended up. People, it was a real possibility. Now, I understand that they may not, that may not be true for us. And again, at some point it may be. And yet we have a mission. We have a mission to share God's truths about Jesus and about forgiveness. And we need to share those truths regardless of the outcome. God has better plans for us ahead. And they're not here on this earth but they are with him in heaven. Let let me share some practical applications as we close this morning. I'd like to suggest three things that we need to do as a result of this morning's message. Number one, put your faith in Jesus as God's son and know that your sins are forgiven. The reason that Jesus came into the world, the reason that God sent his son was so that everyone who believes in him would not perish but would have eternal life through Jesus. And, and, and we want you to know that. We, we want you to know eternal life in Him. We want you to know the forgiveness of your sins through Jesus. Number two, share God's truths about Jesus and His forgiveness with others. For those of us who are believers, who already know Jesus as Lord and Savior of our lives, and already know His forgiveness, let's share it with others. <laughs> We need to share it with others. We need to be the John the Baptist for for this uh, generation. And then last of all, realize that faithfully sharing God's truths 
doesn't guarantee an easy life. It did, not, it did not guarantee an easy life for John the Baptist. It did not guarantee an easy life for the disciples. And it may not guarantee a perfect, easy life for us. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you so very much for, for these powerful lessons that we learned from this terrible story. And so, God, I pray that you will be work in us. I pray that you will be a work in those who have never named you as Lord and Savior of their lives, who, who don't know today that their sins are forgiven and they can spend eternity with you in heaven. And, God, I pray that you'll work in them. And then I pray that you'll also work in us as believers, that we might share your message. God, that we might share your truths about Jesus and your truths about his forgiveness. And God, help us to share regardless of the consequences. God, please work in us that you might work through us to impact others. We pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. We want to thank you all for very much for listening today. It's been good to share with you. And if there's some way that we can minister to you, if there's some way that we can help you, please don't hesitate to give us a call. Our church number is 217-379-4443. And then also, you can contact us through our website, paxtonchurchofchrist.org. And however you, we need to help, we'll, we'll help. We'll, we'll be glad to help in the name of Jesus. Thanks again for listening. We pray that you have a good week this week, and we look forward uh, to sharing with you next Sunday.